Alrighty, so hey guys, I'm here with Neil, and today we're going to go through cardiovascular examination focused to myocardial infarction. So, um, Neil, you want to tell us about our patient today? So, John is a 65-year-old male who uh, is brought in by an ambulance uh, with 30 minutes of um, crushing chest pain radiating to the left arm and jaw. Okay. So um, starting with positioning the patient, how do we want to approach this? Um, so you want to have a patient seated on the bed at a 45 degrees angle. Okay. And um, we jump straight to general inspection because this is an acute setting. So you guys think of, you know, five, six, six things you'll be looking for in someone when you suspect they're having an MI. So yeah, Neil, you want to tell us what you see in general inspection? So the first thing you want to look for is to see if John's um, looking acutely unwell, looking distressed. Um, check his body habitus to see his larger size. Um, bigger person, uh, is more likely to be diaphoretic and anxious, uh, restless, and possibly cyanotic. Okay, and um, do you know why patient could be diaphoretic on, or anxious uh, or sweaty? Because of an increased sympathetic uh, tone. Due to the pain they're yeah. experiencing, fair enough. Um, we move straight to vital signs now, and um, you know, you guys have a think about what you would see in patient's pulse, blood pressure, rest rate, and O2 sets. So Neil, um, you want to tell us what you see in the vital signs? So in terms of heart rate, um, they're likely to be sinus tachycardic um, or have an atrial fibrillation going on or ventral tachyca uh, ventricular tachycardia. Yep. Or any specific heart blocks if, if it's a right-sided MI. Yep. And you uh, want to check um, their pulses bilaterally and compare them, making sure they're synchronous. Yep. Um, you want to check their respiratory rate, uh, most likely to be elevated, be yep. tachypneic. Um, their blood pressure could be hyper or hypotensive, yep. depending on what's going on. And their temperature could also be elevated. Okay, what about O2 sats? Um, possibly dropped. Possibly dropped. That's right. Okay, and then we move straight to hands, and um, you know, just two, three things you guys would um, check for in hands with someone you suspect how they have got MI. So yeah, hands, Neil. So we look at the capillary refill time. Uh, hoping that it's less than two seconds. Uh, move on to their palms to see if it's warm or diaphoretic, uh, if they pale. Um, and that's it for the hands. You don't and, waste too much time in hands. And some peripheral cyanosis, yep. looking at their nails. Yeah. Yep. Um, then moving to their face. So, 
So, all right, what have we seen in the hand, in the, um, sorry, face and mouth? So we're looking for peripheral and central cyanosis. Yeah. And the mouth, and uh, if you do have time, uh, do a fundoscopy, looking for hypertensive changes. Okay. Uh, then we move on to the neck. We're yep. looking for uh, an elevated JVP, uh, more specifically the Kussmaul's sign, and also a carotid pulse. Checking the... Uh, if there's any uh, bruise, uh, or feeling for any bruise, or an elevated carotid pulse. Okay, and check for um, volume and character. Yep. And then we move down to the anterior chest, and um, you guys have a think about what you see when you inspect or palpate, or more specifically in the auscultation of the anterior chest. Okay, Neil, so yeah. what would you see when you inspect the anterior chest here? Uh, we want to take note of any previous scars, if there's any, um, if there's any sign of uh, a previous pacemaker that's been placed, uh, or if there's any abnormal pulsation, um, a, a visible apex beat, um, or any deformity that's obvious. Or prominent veins, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and also with pacemakers, you always say pacemakers and uh, defibrillators. Yep. Um, On palpation? You palpate for the apex beat to see if it's dyskinetic. Yeah. Uh, any heaves or any thrills. Sure. And um, then you move on to the auscultation. Yeah. So listening for uh, obviously your S1, S2 sounds or if there's any added sounds such as S3 or S4, um, the intensity of the sounds. Um, More likely to be reduced after right. an MI. Yeah. Right. Also any mid-systolic or late-systolic murmur or a pericardial friction drop. Okay. And um, it, it also doesn't hurt if we check the posterior chest for any bibasal crackles. Right. You know, the signs of central edema after an MI. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then you guys briefly have a think about what would you see checking the patient's legs, lower limb. So what would you see on the legs? With the legs, it's just the same as the hands. So you're looking for any signs of peripheral cyanosis, um, checking their capillary refill time, making sure it's less than two to three seconds, uh, and their peripheral pulses as well. Okay, that's good. Um, any specific bedside investigations you'd like to do really quickly? Um, yes, um, starting with, uh, we can start with ECG. Yeah, just the two most important ones, yep. ECG and... And um, do a full blood count, also check the troponin. Troponin, yeah, that's all right. Uh, more, more of the investigations we could do later when we do the pathology. Mm. All right, and that's cardiovascular examination focused to myocardial infarction. Catch you guys next time. Thanks, Neil. Thank you.